0: Good day, listeners. Today is the 21st day of October, 2020. I'm your host, Mitchell Dawkins, with the Midday Message. Today I'm going to talk about, or the title, should I say, is Are We Drifters? I'm going to come out of the uh, King James Version of the Bible, and I'm going to read from uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. But before I do that, let me say... Because of the superiority of Jesus to the angels, we must pay attention to Jesus. And so now I'm going to read. Verse 1 of chapter 2 says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them slip. The use of therefore in Hebrews. The word therefore in Hebrews makes us pay attention to a point of application after the writer develops a principle. The scriptural fact of Jesus' superiority over the angels has life-changing application. And now we must consider the application. We must give the more earnest heed. This is what we must do in light of Jesus's superiority over the angels. We must give more earnest heed to the words of Jesus. It's easy to think this exhortation is directed to unbelievers, but this letter in Hebrews was written to the Christians. Give the more earnest heed. This not only has the idea of hearing carefully, but also in doing what we hear. And we must give the more earnest heed. There is an urgency and a necessity to this. It says, least we slip away, or least we drift away. So, if we do not give the most earnest heed, we will drift away. The writer had the drifting of a boat in mind, and such drifting happens naturally without an anchor to something solid. If we are not securely set, In the truth of the supremacy of Jesus, we will drift into danger with the currents of the world, the flesh and the devil. The ancient Greek phrase for drift comes from the idea to slip. That's why it says don't slip away. It is used for an arrow slipping from the quiver or snow slipping off the landscape or food slipping down the windpipe to cause choking. It easily happens. One doesn't have to do anything to drift away. Departure from faith usually comes from slow drifting, not a sudden departure. And so today, amen, we're talking about are we drifters? Because in the past months, it's just been challenging. With COVID-19, people working from home, businesses shutting down, not receiving unemployment checks, stimulus checks not arriving, death of family. And friends not being able to do proper homegoing services, and for some not being able to gather in particular places to worship. And now we have massive protesting regarding the brutal or the brutality or the brutal deaths of, of people of color, which opens the closed minds of a pandemic that has been happening for decades. For for those of us who are in Christ, we must not drift away from the gospel. We must pay. More careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. So according to Webster's, this word drifting is defined as the lateral motion of an aircraft due to air current, An easy, moderate, more or less steady flow or sweep along a spiral course. A gradual shift in attitude, opinion or position. An aimless course. A deviation from a true production, reproduction, representation, or reading. So it literally means to glide by or to be carried past. So the Greek applies uh, this uh, to things slipping the mind or letting knowledge escape the mind. The writer of Hebrew, Hebrews communicates the fact that daily living will cause our spiritual life to slip away if we're not careful. We must pay more careful attention to what we have heard, which is the Word of God. So, the idea here is that we will attach our lives to the message of the gospel. This is like attaching a boat to a dock to keep it from drifting away. We need to have a daily connection with Jesus to keep our spiritual lives from drifting away. Because we have the propensity to forget, we have to be continuously reminded of what we believe. Neither the belief in Christ, nor any other belief, will automatically remain alive in the mind and must be fed. So just as we feed our bodies daily sustenance of the world, we must also feed our spirit with the word of God daily. This has been Mitch Dawkins with The Daily Message. Today, folks, today is the 22nd day of October, 2020. I'm your host, Mitchell Dawkins, with today's midday message, which is entitled, The Broken Pieces of Me. As I go through this life, with all the hurdles, the ups and downs, the setbacks, the trials and the tribulations, I don't always handle things well. And as a result of that, sometimes I believe my life becomes broken. My life becomes shattered. My brain might even become scattered. But I'm here to tell you today that from the King James Version of the Bible, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. As believers there's a huge misconception that our lives must be perfect and that we won't encounter brokenness. We sometimes think that our issues disqualify us for being used by God but they don't. What most people don't realize is that we are imperfect people who serve a perfect God. We are broken with a purpose. Brokenness is where God's grace shows up for us. Amen. It shows us how much we need him and how much he loves us. God has a plan for our unbrokenness that leads to restoration. Referring back to 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, it says that we need to humble ourselves. We first have to humble ourselves before God. Being humble means being aware of who we are in relationship to who God is. This also means that we must be comfortable with who we are in Christ without pride or arrogance. Practicing humility also means that we must understand that we desperately need God's help. Romans 12.3 says that we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but think of ourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of us. Secondly, after humbling ourselves, we have to develop a stronger relationship or closer walk with God. The scripture says we must seek his face. This concept reminds me of being a little boy playing hide and seek. We wouldn't stop until we found everyone. When we seek God's face, we should do the same way. We should be the same way, in constant pursuit of Him. Prayer, fasting, and reading our Bible are great ways to develop a strong relationship with God. Matthew 5 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Third and finally, the scripture tells us to turn from our wicked ways. Repentance is when we sincerely turn away from sin with a changed heart and mind. Acts 3.19 tells us to repent and turn to God so our sins will be wiped out and times of refreshing will come in from the Lord. Amen to that. So many of us run from our brokenness, but God uses our broken pieces for us to get closer to him. After all, how can you ever be whole if you have never been broken? No matter what you may have experienced or may be experiencing now, God wants you and loves you. He has a purpose for your brokenness and a plan for your restoration. This this has been Mitch Dawkins with the Midday Message. Today, folks, today is the 22nd day of October, 2020. I'm your host, Mitchell Dawkins, with today's midday message, which is entitled, The Broken Pieces of Me. As I go through this life, with all the hurdles, the ups and downs, the setbacks, the trials and the tribulations, I don't always handle things well. And as a result of that, sometimes I believe my life becomes broken. My life becomes shattered. My brain might even become scattered. But I'm here to tell you today that from the King James Version of the Bible, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. As believers, there's a huge misconception that our lives must be perfect and that we won't encounter brokenness. We sometimes think that our issues disqualify us for being used by God, but they don't. What most people don't realize is that we are imperfect people who serve a perfect God. We are broken with a purpose. Brokenness is where God's grace shows up for us. Amen. It shows us how much we need him and how much he loves us. God has a plan for our unbrokenness that leads to restoration. Referring back to 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, it says that we need to humble ourselves. We first have to humble ourselves before God. Being humble means being aware of who we are in relationship to who God is. This also means that we must be comfortable with who we are in Christ without pride or arrogance. Practicing humility also means that we must understand that we desperately need God's help. Romans 12.3 says that we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but think of ourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of us. Secondly, after humbling ourselves, we have to develop a stronger relationship or closer walk with God. The scripture says we must seek his face. This concept reminds me of being a little boy playing hide and seek. We wouldn't stop until we found everyone. When we seek God's face, we should do the same way. We should be the same way, in constant pursuit of Him. Prayer, fasting, and reading our Bible are great ways to develop a strong relationship with God. Matthew 5 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Third and finally, the scripture tells us to turn from our wicked ways. Repentance is when we sincerely turn away from sin with a changed heart and mind. Acts 3.19 tells us to repent and turn to God so our sins will be wiped out and times of refreshing will come in from the Lord. Amen to that. So many of us run from our brokenness, but God uses our broken pieces for us to get closer to him. After all, how can you ever be whole if you have never been broken? No matter what you may have experienced or may be experiencing now, God wants you and loves you. He has a purpose for your brokenness and a plan for your restoration. This this has been Mitch Dawkins with the Midday Message.